Lights out, and away we AO. Welcome to No Breaks, a Formula One podcast from the No Dunks Inc. Classic Factory, proudly a part of the Athletic Podcasting Network. But today, you could say we're a movie podcast. You <laughs> could say right. we're a NASCAR podcast. I think we're just a podcast, and today I'm your host, Trey Kirby. I'm joined by our local F1 expert and movie enjoyer and a man who once shook Hashim Thabit's hand, oh. Graydon Gordian. What and what a moment it was. Such huge <laughs> hands on, our, on, on Hashim. Oh, some of the biggest hands out there, and you got to shake them. We've also got our team principal making the right calls on the pit wall, JD. JD, what's up, man? Hey, I'm trying to think of the, the biggest hand that I've ever shook. <laughs> shook. Shaq? Probably, uh, yeah, Shaq. Shaq. I don't know if I've ever, I've hugged Shaq multiple times, but I don't think I've actually shook his hand. (laughs) I also shook Shaq's hand out, but only outside the the studio one time. Hmm. I was like futzing around Turner Studios, and you guys were making a TV show, and Shaq like walked through the hall. You know, we talked. We talked for a second. Offered it up. He he knew. I don't even remember who I was walking with, but he knew the person I was standing next to. So stop to talk to us. (laughs) Somehow I'm not surprised. It feels like Shaq knows a lot of people, (laughs) and you somehow know more people than Shaq. Um, But let us know down below uh, in the comments who's the biggest hand that you've ever shook. I would uh, I would say Chris Webber is also in the mix. Chris Webber's got gigantic hands as well. But uh, we've got some people joining us live here in the Slipstream team, watching on YouTube, whether you're doing that or listening to the podcast later on. Thank you so much. Uh, If you want to get in touch with us, email us, nodunks at theathletic.com. Tweet to us at nodunksinc. Any of that great stuff. Let us know what you think about the movie Days of Thunder because that's what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Came out in 1990, directed by Tony Scott, produced by Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the, it's a loud one. The only yeah. thunder in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> the tagline, a young hotshot stock car driver gets his chance to compete at the top level. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, I would say that is what I mean, happens in this movie. In fact, a, a fair description of the plot. JD, you want to take a guess at the Rotten Tomatoes scores for this? Ooh, uh, I would guess that the, the the audience score is probably high, like fresh almost. Give me, give me a thirty-eight percent. Oh, top critics. I think you. Na- <laughs> I I think in. you nailed it. Really? Right? That's yeah, cash. from the logo. JD. Count it. Thirty-eight critics. Sixty. Thirty-eight. Yeah. I got it right. <laughs> yeah, I looked. Well, at the, I did. Yeah, hundred percent accurate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty great. I had looked it up. I didn't realize you were going to – I had already looked it up, so I was cheating on that question. But, yeah, J.D., you nailed it. Damn. Damn. 38 from the critics, 60 for the audience. But uh, <laughs> okay. you mentioned it, uh, J.D. Our first question about Days of Thunder came from Skeets after we recorded No Dunks today. He said, why is this movie called Days of Thunder? <laughs> There's no thunder. I have no, no idea. I guess it's like, is it thundering around the track? It's, it's the got, it's yeah. the roar of the cars, yeah. and that that's it's me- loud. It's loud. Sounds like thunder. NASCAR races are loud. Uh huh. I mean, I've I've been to a NASCAR <laughs> race, and I thought, God damn, it's loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very louder than F one. Mm, maybe louder in this era. I want to say huh. there's older F1 cars used to be louder, like the V10 era and things like that. But I want to I want to say maybe louder okay. in this era. I feel like uh, it's higher pitched. F1 is a higher pitch. Agreed. You know what yes. it also is is so I've been to Atlanta International Speedway, which features in this movie. We'll get there eventually, oh, yeah. and. It's also – it's a small track. It's like you can see the whole track from your seat. Hmm. So you can see every car the whole time. So I think it's just constant like noise from right. the entire th- – whereas like at F1 tracks are really long, really huge. And at any given moment, there's only like a car tube hmm. near you. So it's not as loud. I think that's also part of it. I don't know which – would be louder if you stuck the individual cars next to each other. <laughs> we gotta ask Tom Cruise. Ask Tom. He's been he would in an know. Car. He's, I'm sure he's been in a Formula One car. He, he would, would know. He would know. Let's talk about this movie, Days of Thunder. It begins at the Daytona 500. Great place to start. Great. We place get some to quick start. cameos from Dale Earnhardt Sr., Richard Petty, and then immediately we're introduced to Rowdy Burns, played by Michael Hooker. The defending Winston Cup champion. That was a little bit of a throwback to me. The Winston Cup. That was the real name of it back then, right? That was the real name of yeah, it. That was, yeah, that was – yeah, yeah, yeah. This that, um, yeah. – unlike Driven, which we watched, uh, which had to be 
uh, they didn't do they weren't even able to do IndyCar, right? They did something no, but the it next was, level down. They it was like a Formula second one. tier open wheel racing series. I forget what it was even called. Same. Cart. Um, C A R T. Yeah, that's correct. That's right. Yeah, this yeah. is very much tied into NASCAR. You can tell from all the cameos. Uh, we'll kind of get into some of the stuff that was inspired by real things that happened at NASCAR. They drove a ton of these cars that they used on actual NASCAR tracks, like actual NASCAR drivers qualified with the cars they're using in the movie which is why to me it actually kind of looks legit at some points yeah uh but there are definitely some things in this movie that stuck out to me as things you wouldn't see in a movie made today like for instance seeing a confederate flag a minute and a half oh there movie. were i absolutely noted that as well there are like several confederate oh flags yeah they go confederate flag heavy in the first one and a half minutes here and of course the name of the championship is the Winston Cup champion. The tobacco references. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, you don't see the tobacco sponsorship is not as big of a thing. Now, do you still see Confederate flags at NASCAR events? You must, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you do. I think you see them like out in the tailgating area, like yeah. in the parking yeah, lot and stuff. There sense. might be rules about like bringing them into the uh, uh, the actual tracks themselves because they have tried to cut down on they that. They did yeah. do But it. I think out they in like the parking it, yeah. lot, like they can't really – control that yes yeah i assume you're right uh so we meet rowdy on track but very quickly we're introduced to chevrolet dealership tycoon tim <laughs> daland play, played by uh randy quaid who was recruiting open wheel racer cole trickle played by tom cruise daland is recruiting trickle to race for his team in the nascar cup series but the only way that daland's gonna start a team is if former crew chief and car builder harry hogg played by Robert Duvall, comes out of retirement to lead Cole's pit crew. Robert. Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. Harry my, Hogg. I, my wife watched maybe the first 20 minutes of this movie with me, and when she saw Robert du Duvall, she was like, that guy was that old in 1990? <laughs> she, was like, I, she was like, this guy's been old for forever. Yes. I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay, so, so he's yeah. he's ninety one <coughs> years old now. So I mean, okay, so I think he, he play, I think he says he's fifty not. He's supposed to be fifty nine in this movie. So he was roughly About right, aged. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but he was. Wow, a, that is. I true, mean, he though. was a slightly maybe weathered fifty nine. I mean, he he didn't have a. He wasn't a youthful fifty nine. Yeah. No. Are you a Robert Duvall <clears throat> fan, JD? Uh, well, you know, I mean, he's. Uh, the Godfather. He's you know. yeah, it's right uh, around forever. Tender Mercies, I enjoyed when he was in that. Um, yeah, I am. I and I like him in this movie. Yeah, same. I, yeah, I like the cast is well. great. Oh, the cast is incredible. The, the only weak link to me is Dennis Quaid. You just mentioned him. Or Randy, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. Wait, you think, Randy is, you think Randy's the weakest? I mean, Randy has the least depth and complexity as an actor, but he is still, I, I feel like, a joy on screen. Who's Who's worse than him? In this movie. Fair. Good point. Yes, true. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I mean, fair. Yeah, I actually yeah. thought Carrie... Uh, Carrie Elways? Elways actually didn't deliver what I th at the level I expected him to. I thought he, he was... He didn't do much. He didn't do yeah. much. He didn't, he didn't have give to. him much yeah, to work so, with. He's yeah, got exactly. such a, a punchable face. Like, yeah, yeah, just yeah, his yeah. smug totally, way about totally. him. Yeah, yeah. Under goggles and a helmet, and you still want to punch him. Yeah. I will say Randy <laughs> Quaid so does... Does like it is good casting to the extent that he comes off as a car salesman. Oh Definitely. yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, he, sure. he's he's made for that role, you know. So I'm watching this, uh, and I'm thinking, a car dealership guy is going to run a NASCAR team? That sounds ridiculous. But apparently, it's inspired by Rick Hendricks. That's just what he does. Oh, he, like, yeah. he has yeah. he has a car dealership, and then became like one of the biggest names in stock car racing. I didn't know that. I think yeah, I think that's Hendricks. You see. Ford, it's Hendrix Ford, right? I think you see those. No, I, I, my guess is that he's Chevrolet because they said that Hendrix oh, actually oh. had a dealership called City Chevrolet back oh, in Charlotte. In okay, yeah, maybe it's maybe yeah. Chevy. He must be Chevy. Though. I might be wrong. Nonetheless, Harry's not coming back unless Cole can prove himself. So Cole does that by ripping a hot lap in Rowdy's car in a private test at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Hogs in, so he builds him a new Chevy Lumina. <laughs> That's a hilarious <laughs> wait, wait, car wait. that he ends up making him a Lumina. Let's not – wait. Let's not just, just zip past – Cole Trickle's entrance in this. Cole Trickle's entrance, where he on a motorcycle, where they like they're talking about him, and just he just emerges on a motorcycle in a killer duster. Might I add? Oh yeah, I think a lot, you know that was just like a, a real fire fit right there. And as we see him, 
this is, I mean, for me, it was one of my favorite moments. We get a shot of just the iconic, you know, just indelible character actress, Marco Martindale, in the background, <laughs> in the background as they see her approaching in what I guess, Trey, you tell me is apparently her first feature film performance? That's what it says on IMDb. They would never lie to me in their trivia sections. <laughs> that would be in their goofs only. Uh, but yeah, not a huge role for Margot, but uh, nice to see her show up on screen. Three great character actors right there. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of, I mean, the, the star talent in this shot, incredible. Uh, great line in this one that I hope to use um, going forward when talking about the NBA. Uh, Dayland, Randy Quaid is explaining kind of like Cole Trickle's bona fides from being in uh, open wheel racing. He thinks it's super impressive, but Robert Duvall says, got yourself a real statistician there. Do you know anything about drivers? <laughs> I can imagine saying that to a youngster who knows nothing about basketball. Yeah. Also like this, when they uh, they're talking about – uh, Cole Trickle coming over from the open wheel racing scene, and they're like, he's not a Yankee, is he? Oh, yeah. They have if you're from California, you're not a Yankee. You're not really anything. Yeah, which Harsh. Uh, you know, agree to agree. No, they're <laughs> <laughs> pretty harsh. Not, not, oh, enough. pretty harsh. Um, the Yankee think, dig was, was funny. What would you think about Cole Trickle? First time he's ever hopped into a NASCAR stock car. He takes Rowdy Burns' car out. And just dust him on the he's first lap. He's a natural lap. talent. And that's really all he is, is pure raw talent. Pure he raw talent. not know much about cars, as we discover. You no, know, but okay. he does He does know how to turn a wheel somewhat erratically, actually. Every time you yes. see Cole Trickle driving, he's he's moving the car <laughs> like a child pretends to drive. Yeah. He's like jerking it back and forth in a way that is in no way representative of how you'd be driving the car. <laughs> but I um, – but uh, – you know, in this instance, he drives the pants off it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Is that is that how it would go, though? Like, if an indie, like a, an open-wheel driver, are is it easier to drive a NASCAR? I mean, no, you're, you're actually, making the same turn the most times. No, know? but it's actually not. It's like they're – I think that the way you approach a turn in a NASCAR car and the way you approach oval racing, I think if you hadn't been an oval – I mean, I'm not saying, like, nobody could do it. Like, no driver would get out there and just spank it, but actually, like – Famously, like, you know, guys who have done a lot of open wheel racing who get behind a NASCAR wheel, which happens from time to time, like, need some coaching on how you attack an oval and how you go through banked corners and stuff like that. So it's, I mean, am I going to, is that like the, that's like, I don't know. It's not like the most radically, I'm not like, I wasn't sitting there being like, this is preposterous. Like, I mean, I was like fine with that. Yes. So, you know, Trickle has passed the test, which means Harry's going to build him a car. Like I said, it's a Chevy Lumina. JD, what did you think about the scene where Harry Hogg, Robert Duvall, is talking to the frame of the car? <laughs> that was maybe the worst scene for me. It was pretty bad, but you know what? Uh, exposition, you know? Like, uh, yeah. Oh, he's gonna... Here's the thing I'm like, this is awful and terrible. But Duvall just pulls it off. Totally, man. And, it, and, it, and, sh- and shouts to Tony Scott because there, there are so many bad things in this movie that are actually way better than you think they're going to be just because the talent behind it. like the, Just the, the, the cast and the direction and just the way it's shot. And it's just – I bought it. I was into it. But yeah, talking to a car. I mean, uh, I haven't oh, seen that since you're Cars. Gonna get, you're gonna like, get drove so hard. You get drove so fast. That's a. It's a real so good. It, very gone in sixty seconds. Oh, you know, to talk to the car. Also right. starring. Yeah. Also featuring Robert Duvall, <laughs> yeah. which he's terrific in as well. Cars. He yeah, burned he through that Godfather money. He, yeah, like, he must. Yeah, have, yeah. He had to he run it. Some yeah. stuff. <laughs> totally. So Cole joins the Winston Cup circuit where he has some difficulty with the NASCAR stock cars, communicating with his crew, and with Rowdy, who teaches Cole that rubbing is racing. Yeah, is that where this came from? Is that where I, is this movie where it came from? Or is that a, a saying prior to that? No, I felt like this is where it came from. That's what I that's my guess, but yeah. I actually have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, I feel the same way. It had to have at least popularized the usage, I would have to imagine. Rubbing is racing. There's no two ways. I will say definitively that that 
phrase is more widely known because of this movie. Oh, definitely. And I think uh, Cole Trickle, he's rubbing most of the time in this movie. He's rarely driving a clean car. Oh, they're rubbing constantly. I mean, they're bumping into each other constantly out there. The other thing I thought was interesting is that uh, – what's his team called at this point? Superflow? Is he on – like is Superflow the sponsor or something? Or City Chevrolet, I guess, is the sponsor. No, but you're right. The first sponsor to come in is Superflow. Superflow. Yeah, that's right. assume is oil. Like motor oil? Yeah. That's what I, yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. I, who knows? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I liked the logo. I liked the pink and black. Yeah, yeah cool. the pink and black was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But can a new team just start in the middle of the season? Um. <laughs> They're just like, hey, we got a totally new team and a new driver, and guess what? We're going to add another one later, too. Back in 1990, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Back in the Wild West. Maybe. I mean, you definitely see teams – I don't know. I would be lying if that I was said I surprising. knew enough about like the the like the franchise structure of NASCAR <laughs> in the yeah. early '90s to say definitively. Yeah, there's also a, a good sort of as as Cole is learning the ropes in NASCAR. There's a a great montage of Rowdy just crashing into him at every race, which I thought was hilarious. At one point, Cole tries to pit, but told, "Not now. We're eating ice cream." Oh, yeah. I, I guess that was like a form of hazing. It was inspired by a real-life NASCAR race in the 80s. In which somebody was wanted to pit, and they were like, you can't pit. And it was like a cream. replacement driver or something like that. So it does seem like hazing. Like, ha-ha, yeah, we're not going to yeah, yeah, change yeah. your tires because we're eating ice cream. <laughs> Weird. I'm, wow. Yeah. I mean, but where'd they get the ice cream? Did somebody run for it, or did they have it? Did they bring it? No, they I had mean, it. It was in a cooler, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, somebody's probably got a good humor sponsorship. And, it, <laughs> and, they just, and they're passing out ice the cream eclairs. around the track. Soon thereafter, uh, after, after Cole has just joined up with the Winston Cup Series, Cole confesses to Harry that he doesn't understand any common NASCAR terminology. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I don't idiot. have the vocabulary. Oh, man. He doesn't even know, like – that yeah, the back end's loose or these other things. Yeah, I mean he is an idiot, I guess. It's actually <laughs> impressive how far he's gotten in his racing career without knowing very basic car terminology. Yeah, it seems like he was pretty well established in the open wheel scene. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the sense I get is that he was that he had been successful. And you would have to imagine that there's some crossover in terminology you know on the limit like a I car can... is loose that uh, was that was funny yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, idiot. yeah i don't know i totally relate to it yeah. totally i've been driving a car for 20 years and i i know nothing nothing true if i if something's wrong with my car i have to literally use sound effects to like there's a clinky 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 when I when I'm driving <laughs> That's a and good point. there's like it That's sort of shakes and and moves around like uh, so I I relate I, re- yeah, I relate to it. Yeah, my, that's a good no, point. Okay, I mean that's I'm that's not a good argument. That's fair, but he's a a professional race car driver. He is a professional. Okay, yeah. I I I relate to it in my professional life because I don't know what half of this all of this stuff is called. <laughs> <laughs> they just put me behind the board and I started I, pressing buttons. That, and that's next exactly thing I know, right. I, yeah, okay. I mean I know what a camera is, but I couldn't yeah. tell you. You know, when we start getting into the irises and the focus rings and stuff like okay, that, I okay. mean, okay, you can fake your way through a lot. You're an That's idiot. You don't know the vocabulary. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I don't know the vocabulary. <laughs> but the training pays off because at Darlington, Cole uses a slingshot maneuver from the outside line to overtake Rowdy and win his first race. There you go. I really like this uh, this race scene at Darlington because. First of all, a Ferrari-esque pit stop from the City Chevrolet team when their gun gets jammed <laughs> as they're trying to take off, uh, trying to take off the tires, which Harry then lies to Cole about, telling him they have the perfect mix to try and win here on the outside line. I also thought it was hilarious that as soon as they win this race, they have a conversation and they say, "Just promise me one thing: we do this again at Daytona." The biggest and baddest race of all. <laughs> we worked so hard to get one barely win here. We got to follow it up by winning the biggest one next. My Sorry. favorite part of this, I forget his exact thing, but he calls into him and is like, and, you know, now that I guess he knows the vocabulary, he says something along the lines of like, 
I'm going to draft him and then slingshot past him, which is like, I guess, I don't know, for maybe our NBA listeners, the equivalent to like, you know, Kobe coming over to Phil and he's like, I'm going to take a jump shot and then we're going to win the game. It's like, or something. It's like, he just like says that he's going to go driving and then then drive faster. It's like, it's not like a strategy. It's just like the most basic, like, part of like how you go about doing this. And like, I. He sounds so smart though. Yeah, I know. And I just was like, that's like, I was like, that's such a stupid thing to say over the radio. Yeah, but. It's for the audience. Yeah, they, I get they, it. They I get it. No, that. they don't know. They, they don't, don't know. know. That's don't a good know. point. They had to educate us as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. we're idiots. We don't know the vocabulary. <laughs> at that point, we were idiots, but now we've grown up. Uh, okay, so so at Darlington, Cole wins his first race, and in the department of things you wouldn't see in a movie made today, the crew celebrates by getting Cole a surprise prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> that is, in fact, how they celebrate with a secret surprise prostitute. Yeah, 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 yeah. It starts with uh, Cole refusing to fight a 60-year-old man, which I think is nice. Uh, at one point when they get pulled over by the cop stripper, there is just a an ISO close-up shot of Tom Cruise's dick. Just straight crotch shot before they go outside to the car. I'm like, okay. Wait, oh, that's oh, when they're okay. still inside. That's before she grabs. No, I think this is. I think this is at the grab. They must. Okay, be this is at, at the grab. Point. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, is this a trope that they should bring back, JD? I feel like this happened more often in the '80s and '90s movies. I celebrating mean, it. In this it didn't manner. feel as weird when I first watched it in the theater in mm-hmm. 1990 as it kind of did when I was watching it. Last night like, in my oh, living yeah. room, I was like, "Oh, right." And then the ambiguousness of, did does it end there, or that is you know they make like, that very unclear, yeah, 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 very yeah. unclear how like w- how far this all goes. Right. Very it unclear. seemed to cut the encounter seemed to come to an end, kind of like, oh, like they that thought was they the they thought they would that you would like me. And they just sort of have this awkward sort of kiss, and then that sort of seems to be the end. That would have to be the end of it. Like, would it then? Whatever. All those fake cops are getting onto the truck, and they're going on to the next station. Well, uh, while Cole is having his way with this woman, and I don't see that happening, really. Do you? I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. you know, to I be honest, know. I hadn't thought thought it through entirely, <laughs> but I, but I mean, the yeah, it's no, it seems like maybe they just move on. Let's go down the road. Just get a ticket. Well, yeah, I guess they just take their ticket, their speeding <laughs> okay, ticket. Right. Yeah, I did pull you over. Yeah, well, Gotta you do. do you were, you were, you were drinking illegally on the bus. No, All right. I, yeah. Yeah. Nonetheless, the rivalry between Cole and Rowdy intensifies throughout the season until the Firecracker 400 at Daytona, where both drivers are seriously injured in a crash. Recovering in Daytona Beach, Cole develops a romantic relationship with. Dr. Claire Lewicki, played by Nicole Kidman, a neurosurgeon at a local hospital. To at a local hospital, I saw um, that Nicole Kidman wanted to study neurosurgery for her role, but the directors and producers told her it's gonna be a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, I you would don't say, need a degree in neurosurgery. Yeah, this that level of method acting. I mean, as much as Stanislavski would appreciate your commitment to the to the to the craft, I don't think that that is necessary here. This is their first movie together, though. I, that's exciting. You know, love so, blossoms. So They're on set. And do you think it's 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 because of his his equally forward and inappropriate gesture where then he takes her hand yes, and puts it does, on his genitalia? Because that startled me. And I thought, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. here we go. I mean, if I I had thought to myself, gosh, I don't think they'd make this this stripper cop scene again today. And then I saw that and I was like, they definitely wouldn't make this scene again today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That I was that. So. You missed the Tom and Nicole era, JD? <laughs> Do I miss the Tom and Nicole? Not really. I'm more of a Tom and Katie man, I think. <laughs> that was your – you thought that was yeah. the heyday? That the was, heyday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was most excited about that particular relationship. That was the couch jumping, right? That was uh, Katie. That was over yeah. Katie. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't definitely. jump on any couches for Nicole. I agree. Yeah. That was, uh, it was more of a – How many movies did they star magazine. in together? I, think I only know two off the top of my head. This and this and eyes wide shut. Eyes wide shut. Yeah, 
Is that it? I, I, I think there is another there must one. Be another I think there. One. I think it said there are three. I don't know what the third one is though. Okay. Who knows? Let us know if you know. Let us know down in the comments if you know. Some pretty funny stuff though when they are in the hospital because Rowdy is there too. So at one point the two drivers race each other in wheelchairs. <laughs> Suddenly it turns into a slapstick comedy for I mean, like they're, they're, they're one very, minute. They're very competitive. Very competitive yeah. against one another. Yeah. He also it, in lesser hands. The I mean, it falls flat. It's cheesy. It's terrible scene. But it actually, it plays. Like, it plays, right? Yeah, it wasn't. I agree with you to the extent that when the scene was starting and I realized what was about to happen, like, oh, my God, they're going to race in these wheelchairs. That is awful. Yeah. I it, it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it would be. I got to the end, and it was not nearly the car crash that I thought it would be <laughs> that had preceded it. Which, just to very briefly go back to, if you remember that car crash, th- Tom Cruise is out there, Cole Trickle is out there, a bit almost borderline committing, like, vehicular manslaughter. He, like, sees R- Rowdy's car and, like, accelerates into it. Doesn't he kind of – he seems to semi-intentionally hit him. Didn't uh, – He does on that one? I is that, that No, was... is that not that one? Um, okay, so – or is in, that in a different? In the big crash that injures both of them, there's like a huge crash, right? And he tries to go right. around, but then he sees Rowdy's car spinning. But he explains it as something where he's like, they say when you see a car spinning to go straight through it because mm. it's going to spin out of oh, the way. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, it looks like he floors it and smashes into him. But I think he was in, <laughs> I think in Cole's brain he was thinking he'll spin well, out of the way, which is why he's so shook that he didn't spin out of the way. Got it. Okay, okay, both okay. Because at the time I thought <laughs> – my God, what a what a like, yeah. what a dark night! Like comparatively, like uh, just what malevolence, what That's, what what a what a yeah. You know what you're getting when you go inside the mind of a cold trickle. Oh, yeah, like, I was like a sociopathic yeah, to do that, but maybe that explains it. Yeah. Two funny moments that may have shown up on the IMDb goofs page to me uh, during this region of scenes is that uh when tom and nicole are meeting each other there's a bedpan full of grapes behind his hospital bed like (laughs) just get a bowl (laughs) why put him in a bedpan very Very weird weird. weird. and then um food in a bedpan bad food in a bedpan does not belong there yeah is this good not good uh and then when claire and cole are chatting and i think it's i think it's cole is getting ready to leave uh he's talking to Dr. Claire Lewicki and he's getting ready to leave and she hits him with his door, with her door, to her car, like on accident, like Tom is too close in the scene. So Nicole hits him with a door. Right. Which is probably not ideal. I didn't notice that. I might have to, to go back and rewatch the entire movie just That's to what see happens that when you don't bit. study though. Yeah, she would have known. known that like she neurosurgeons have, have excellent <laughs> like kind of spatial yeah. like kind of awareness and, and wouldn't have done that otherwise. Wouldn't have made that acting choice. NASCAR president Big John quickly sets a meeting to bring Rowdy and Cole together to squash their beef. Big John warns them that he and his sport will no longer tolerate any misbehavior from the two bitter rivals. You like this scene when they're, oh, when they're at dinner? Do lunch, I, I like this scene? I love this scene. You love this scene. And let me tell you why, my friends. JD knows why. Because it stars U.S. <laughs> Senator Fred Thompson. God, I was fired up when I saw Big John, when I saw old Senator Fred come on. I think I yelled out loud. I was like, hell yeah, Fred Thompson. <laughs> oh, I was total Leo meme. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. he is. There he is. God, he's so good. So good in everything he's in. Yeah, he's, he's the same. Same guy, but in still. everything, but he's always dialed in and doing that guy perfectly. Apparently, this was inspired by a real meeting between Bill France, Dale Earnhardt, and Jeff Bodine. Set them down and said, "You guys are crashing into each other too much." Definitely knew who one of those guys were. Dale. <laughs> yeah, Dale. <laughs> oh, you've heard the name Jeff Bodine. Okay, I've oh, heard of Jeff Bodine. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. I loved this uh, line from the Wikipedia plot summary uh, talking about this scene. Cole and Rowdy soon become close friends after having dinner and settling their differences by smashing rental cars in a race on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> what better bonding experience? Rent a couple of cars, smash into each other. The- this is the red to a car race is the moment that I realized how derivative driven is oh, of yeah. this film. <laughs> I, uh, it hadn't clicked for me. I mean, I know there's tropes and there's things, but I kind of just saw them as like, like 
you know early 90s movie trope things but then it's the it's like the two rivals getting in a street race that kind of is like goes awry or is weird but it's also a bonding moment i was like oh driven is borrowing so much from this oh, movie yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I, so i just love how it's they're racing to the restaurant but then they're on the beach just randomly like oh this, yeah it's literally one shot <laughs> yeah well, if I said to Laura, I was like, are they on? Why? I was like, they are on the beach, it looked like, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. It didn't look like they were driving through a tunnel that was wet. That no, was, no, no, no. Was, no, they almost certainly go out, like, onto the beach. Yeah, yeah. 100%. They almost get into a head, head-on collision yep. with a semi-tractor trailer. And uh, yeah, it's just great, great stuff. It's like, I love, I love Fred Thompson being like, you guys are driving together. You know, like... Mm-hmm. Like that, as if as if that would be a thing. Like, oh, you're gonna work out. You're gonna give your key. You're gonna give your keys to two race car drivers and have one of them pick to. Like, it's just so hilariously not something that would happen. But uh, I mean, the rental car it. race in general. That's got to be that for me is a slight jump the shark moment on the oh. movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would say yeah. everything up until okay, not every up until that point. I was like, this movie is over the top but like within the <laughs> bounds of believability and now we have right. jumped the shark yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's so close to the wheelchair racing scene like yeah. you know in movie runtime like you can yeah. pick one or the other yeah i it's really true. do it's, think did and, you and need... maybe it should actually be the racing on the beach as weird as it is like because it puts them in the same place at least and they have that moment they're like what took you guys so long car trouble yeah, car trouble. <laughs> like yeah, it is you a could bonding tell moment. They had with that silly little grin between uh, Tom and Michael. Yeah, Tom I, th- I like that. I like that they were they they were close together. Those two scenes. Okay. I think you need them both because I think you need to be like these guys are always racing, no matter what situation yeah, they're in. They're like... always going to be competing until they become friends, basically. Yep. So and now I'm dying on the hill of this uh, this wheelchair race. I love it. He loves okay. it. Loves the wheelchair race. Loves the beach race. And now Cole, <laughs> Cole and Rowdy are friends at this point. So we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, uh, there's another driver in the mix who is not <laughs> friends with these guys. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Back with no breaks. We're all friends here as our Cole Trickle and Rowdy Burns as we get into the second half of this movie. But right now, Cole is recovering from a concussion. So Dayland hires a hotshot rookie named Russ Wheeler, played by Carrie Elways, to fill Cole's seat until he returns. After some success with Wheeler, Dayland expands his team so that he's now fielding two teams. Guy's got two teams. Yeah, he's got a second team, which didn't he already, wasn't he running a bit thin financially to start? things yeah, out yeah, like he was totally. only have one car so where's now the money for two t- i guess because the sponsorships are rolling hardy's. in hardy's i guess now yeah he's he's you know he's made the leap he's made the leap big time okay cole though shown signs of his old self but quickly falls into a new rivalry with russ at a race in north wilkesboro russ blocks cole's path during their pit stop later forces cole into the outside wall on the last lap to win the race <laughs> Cole retaliates by crashing into Russ's car after the race, leading to a fight with Dalen firing both Cole and Harry in the process. What'd you think of this, Graydon? The Cole smash after the race. Okay, well, it, at the time, it felt because I had misunderstood his earlier crash. I thought it was more evidence of his like sociopathic <laughs> driving style. It felt like yeah, this like guy a has second, a like a second strike here, kind of of you know. But I guess in retrospect, I have to revisit that. I don't so. think you do. I mean, clearly he's a sociopath. I mean, yeah. just the, like who after yes, the, r- so. the race is over and then he literally gets the tires oh, changed yeah. so he could smash into <laughs> yeah, this is a bad... his boss's other car. 
Yeah, right? yes. it, it is bad. It's a yeah. I it, mean, there's a lot of sociopathic stuff in, in in this in Cole's character. It's pretty unhinged. And I, can I also say as well that when he first meets Russ, Cole is incredibly ru- rude to him. You know, like he's on the phone. He's trying to get to. He's trying to find out uh, the the doctor's number. He's Nicole, trying to get. Yes. He he calls and asks for the doctor's home address, which they promptly give him <laughs> yes which i also yeah. thought was <laughs> insane right. it was ridiculous right. is the administrator a race fan great give out this private information so i can creepily stalk this woman and fill her apartment and somehow they all got in all of the flowers and gifts and whatever he showered her with uh unacceptable with, uh, levels of like informational security by the hospital yeah but getting back to him being <laughs> on the phone and meeting Russ, like yeah. Duval comes up, hey, this is Russ. He's going to be filling in, and he, Cruz basically just dismisses him. And then, then, then there's another weird moment where he leans in. Russ is like, I'm, I, I know I'm not going to be able to fill your shoes or whatever he says. But he was nothing but nice to uh, Cole. Russ was, I mean. It was just no. You're, I had you're right. I had forgotten. You know, because I watched this movie Friday, so you know, a lot's happened since then. That that actually he does have his tires changed so he can go out there and spear him. That is a good and grip. especially insane. You know, choice. I can't think of anything comparable in the history of motorsports. Although NASCAR drivers have done some wild post race stuff. According to IMDb, this is based on an actual yep. event during a 1987 All-Star race at Charlotte, North Carolina, between drivers Bill Elliott and Dale Earnhardt. My God. Wow. Wait, who hit who there? Do you um, know? I don't know who, but just based on the fact that Bill Elliott is written first, I'm guessing he was the crasher. I don't know. Huh. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Beats me, but... Uh, but banned for life, if you did You would this, think so. Right? You would think I mean, that this would, would end your racing career. <laughs> yeah. That this, it would be a, a completely unacceptable. Yeah, I think I'm with ban. Dalen here, firing both of them. Yeah, yeah. Both Cole and Harry. But, Do you think Harry was like an accomplice to it? I guess he. I guess the race was over, and he changed his tires, knowing he was going to go do something reckless. Yeah, there's no reason to change your tires after a race. No, no. got to shut it down right then and there. Correct. But you got to control your guy. I mean, that's that's, right. yeah, that's yeah, what it boils down yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you are right though, JD. Um, Russ Wheeler to me, he just seems like a like a like a devious kind of driver out there. He wasn't particularly mean to Cole or anything like that. He just did well while Cole couldn't drive. Oh, yeah. And then he was. And then I get that once Cole comes back, he doesn't just seed. The True. place back. He's a competitor and he wants to win. I think that he honestly, while you know, sure, Carrie's got a smarmy look about him, actually is fairly fine. And, you know, ethically is above board in terms of the way he carries. Himself. I mean, I guess Cole was issued that warning, like you're you're not rubbing anymore, otherwise you're out of here. But that was between Cole and what's his big favorite? John. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, so maybe he was trolling him a bit. I mean, like, look, I mean, Russ is a colossal douche. There's no doubt about that. But I don't know. He was, he was, Cole was pretty rude to him is all I'm saying. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I would say he was rude. And then, yeah. And then he tried to kill him. Then he tried to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tried to murder him. So, Bo, I mean, so two, again, two strikes there. Cole's back up to two strikes. He was rude. Then he tried to kill him. So he's, that's his, that's back up. So Cole's got his on-track stuff going down. Meanwhile, Rowdy's recovery from the crash is not going well, and he learns that he has to undergo brain surgery to fix a broken blood vessel. So he asks Cole to drive his car at the Daytona 500 because that's the only way that his sponsor will pay for the next season? I guess that that the car itself needs to perform at a certain level. Like he's got to finish high enough or with enough points or something in the standings, so he wants Cole to go out there and do that. But what what was he saying that I guess I didn't really follow this that like the sponsor Exxon, I suppose paid for Rowdy like or they're paying for the car. I think it's like a bit of both, right? It's like yeah. that that like this guy's drive is dependent on him. Like the sponsorship is dependent on a certain degree of performance. Sure. So it's on the driver to like deliver that performance and if not like the sponsor would drop out, but also you'd get fired for yeah, failing okay. to ma- – I think that's the idea. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. and he's yeah. got okay. a, like a $10 million 
home to build or something like that. Yeah, he's it? building a huge it's house a in a beautiful house. lake kind of farm <laughs> area. I mean, it's incredible. It's lovely. Yeah, uh, that boat that they're on is ridiculous for the lake. Like it's like a cigarette <laughs> boat, yeah. right? And they're on yeah, like yeah. just a, a a lake, just a random little lake in uh, North Carolina or wherever they were. Out there with his very lovely wife, who just kind of comes in from the side. That was actually, a, I, I, did you notice that where <laughs> yeah. they're walking the field and then, like, she just emerges into the shot? Yeah. I was over there. She had been standing a mere 10 feet away as they walked through the yard. I thought that was, like, a great, like, little moment. Oh, I guess. Yeah, and then, like, introduce. I think that's when they introduce her at that moment there, but they're, like, already at his home. You'd think that, like, nope. she probably would have met them already. No, nah, my wife's know. outside. We'll walk by her later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so cole reluctantly agrees to drive the exxon car and he also convinces harry to return as his crew chief harry is scared and cole is scared they're both scared here harry i guess is scared because he was the crew chief when buck brotherton died at daytona the previous year and buck think or harry thinks it's his fault right at yeah. one point, he says that Buck had a had a massive heart attack when they're talking about him crashing into the well, wall, he, which we don't he see. He does and he doesn't. He, like, denies yes. it's his fault, right? Like, he denies it, but he He's clearly like, I is made a, a mistake bit, letting but, him get in the car. Right. He wear – he – he, you know, he's, he's, you know, wearing it on his shoulders a mm-hmm. little bit. He's carrying some grief or some guilt about it, even if he claims that he had a heart attack out there. Very unclear what actually happened. Very unclear uh, yeah. in the crash, but uh, Harry definitely holds some of the responsibility close to his heart, as you can tell. But Cole says, "I'm more scared of being nothing than being hurt." I thought that was a great line from Cole Trickle. So he gets back in the car. Harry builds up the car during the race. Cole's car, however, is spun out by Russ and suffers a malfunctioning <laughs> transmission. But good luck. The good thing with the malfunction here, your car can only go as fast as possible. Imagine if it would have been the other way. When the transmission breaks, sorry, you're only in first gear. Luckily for him, he was only in high gear. And thanks to the combined efforts of Harry and Dalen's pit crews, they managed to fix the problem, get Cole back on the lead lap on the final lap. Russ thinks Cole is going to attempt his signature slingshot maneuver from the outside, but Cole tricks him with the crossover switcheroo, overtaking him from the inside to win his first Daytona 500. What did you think of the growth from this? Oh, no, he's going to the inside or something like that, he yells. I mean, he's taking – Oh, I know him. He's going to the outside. Well, but doesn't he – when he does finally go to the inside, he's taken completely off guard by that fact. Yes. Isn't he? Yeah, he totally is. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. which is – Set him up. You know, which is a brilliant move, and I love that for Cole. I love that he's, you know, added to his toolkit. He's grown so much. I mean, he's learned the vocabulary – not an He's idiot learned anymore. to manage the tires, which was a big thing he struggled with early. And now he's learned to go both the inside and the outside. <laughs> he's learned a lot. <laughs> JD, were you surprised to see Cole pull this one off here at the end? Uh, so shocked. <laughs> so, so shocked. But it, it was funny. You mentioned, I guess, uh, yesterday you were re- reading out loud some facts, some goofs, if you will, about how they forgot to shoot Cole Trickle. <laughs> going over the finish line and you don't see it you don't, oh, yeah, you don't see the I, actual them re- winning the race you see the checkered flag you see them rounding the corner with the checkered flag in the in the foreground and then they just say cold trickle wins but you don't see him go over the finish line and that was incredible to me like i, I don't Minor think goof. i would have noticed i don't think i would have noticed if you hadn't mentioned it the day before but goddamn I mean, I has that ever happened in a race? I didn't movie? notice that. Yeah. I mean, I, I I didn't notice that. I don't think I noticed either. But once you see it, you're like, oh yeah, you should. Yeah, but that I kind of now it's like now that scene. I think back, yeah. Like, yeah, it's odd. But I get, I get, you can see why it would slip their mind. Apparently, there were massive like production overruns here. The budget went crazy. It took like four times as long to make the movie as they thought it was going to be. So okay, guess one just slipped by. Fair enough. <laughs> sure, it was the climactic scene of the movie, but sure, it's you can like understand the this shot. That. Yeah, but I guess <laughs> I guess situation. every once you forget it. Every once while you leave it out. Yeah. Cole wins. He drives into victory lane where he and his pit crew celebrate with Claire. He approaches Harry. Cole does sitting alone. Harry is who is lost for words. Cole asks Harry to walk with him, and Harry agrees. 
challenging him to a foot race to victory lane. And here's what it looks like. <laughs> These two guys <laughs> smiling <laughs> ear to ear, rocking the mellow yellow. God, the mellow yellow. to victory lane. What a hilarious. The mellow yellow jumpsuit is solid. Oh, these look great, man. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. These are these are great fits. Tall hat. Oh, very tall. Wide very, collar. Very great tall. fit. I love it. I, I, <laughs> I'm a little. Celebration. To, wait, did we, did we m- m- skip the scene where Claire and him, where she, w- she wants to get out of the car? Yeah. Oh yeah, we Yeah, yeah. Sure. we can save that. Save that for random moments. We'll, we'll do it in the next it. block. Yeah, we'll yeah, save yeah. it. Yeah. We'll um, save it. yeah, let's talk about the ending of this movie. He wins. He Cole wins. Trickle wins. I never One saw Daytona. It what are the odds? Complete uh, redemption yeah. for Harry Hogg, whose driver died there last year. Yep. He ain't sad anymore. <laughs> he's fine. Yeah. Sure, he's not sure. Sad. No, every, every back. Are we going to check in with his son who's on the team? Might be emotional. Nah. Sprinting over to victory lane. <laughs> no, there's no. And, the, and listen, it's like, and it's all good now, man. It's, it's all, all good. good. Like, yeah, sure. Like, Cold Trickle, like, tried to kill another driver only a few races earlier. But, like, honestly, it's all good. I think his buddy's still hospitalized. And there's really no resolution to Rowdy's true, ailments. True. But, like, it's all good, man. They won Daytona. They won Daytona. That's what they set out to do. Another sort of part that was washed over was the fact that the engine of the car was donated by Randy Quaid's character, right? Yeah. Like, just... Why? Why was that part of that? Oh yeah, Randy Quaid's I, like the hero. Like he he saves the day. Yeah, he saves the day. And yeah, then he hel- he helps them push the car out. Let me ask you this: as a car guy, Graydon. Yeah. What's the highest or what's the lowest gear? I guess the highest gear. Obviously, the idea was push the car, pop the clutch, and then we're yeah. We're you in can business. like bump start a car. You can bump start yeah. something like so, get but, it go. But like, what's get the lowest? You, like obviously, you can do it in first. You can do it in reverse. I've done it in reverse. I've done it in first. I've done it in second. I've done it in second. I've never done it in a gear higher than second. Yeah. I used to have to bump start my old motorcycle sometimes, and and we sometimes it's better to do it in second than in first. Yeah. Um, but actually, I've never done that like in top gear. Yeah, the highest I've uh, is the thir- third gear for me on a motorcycle, but going down a hill, like going fast, like sure, yeah, pl- yeah, 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 the yeah, 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 there, yeah, yeah, but for sure. I don't think that would have happened. <laughs> I don't no, think that, like, I don't if, know. If, I don't know if, it if they worked. were stuck in a high gear, like just as many people as you had back there pushing, there you would never get that speed. What do we think Randy Quaid's motivation is for saving the day here and jumping in to like get? Like help out. I mean, is it is it just he loves racing? He wants to see he wants to see yeah. a driver get because at this point their relationship I would say is you know as as fractured as it's ever been. He fired him. He fired him. <laughs> you know, he tried to kill his driver. Yes. Um. He in general, I would say it's been it's been a very difficult relationship to yeah. to date. So the idea that he'd help him out in a pinch. Earlier in the movie, he does mention, like he's saying, "You guys got to get your shit together." I believe in Cole Trickle, though. Like he said, he still says, "I believe in Cole Trickle." I, you know, I'm I'm on Cole Trickle's team, but I'm also starting this other rival team. (laughs) But he still says, "Guys, come on, let's go." So I, maybe he has a soft spot in his heart for those yeah, two. Maybe yeah. he know. must have a soft spot. Yeah, cause, he had to. yeah. Otherwise, it's like because at this point, Cole's driving for a completely different team, right? I, I don't think there is. Is there a yeah, relationship between Dalen and Rowdy's Rowdy? team? I don't know. Right, he's driving for Rowdy's team, which is also how's and I guess Robert Duvall just comes over because he's his guy. Right. Yeah, he's just, yeah. So he's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. So I, yeah, um. I guess it's yeah. He's got a soft spot for him because he that's that's the. He's just got a soft spot for him. Of course, Fair he enough. wants to be the guy who found the next guy. Who doesn't have a soft spot for Cole Trickle? <laughs> Honestly, in this movie, I'm like this is this is Pete Cruz. This is great stuff. You, yeah, you mentioned that entrance, JD, when he comes to the track uh, on the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of like the top Tom Cruise looks there. Uh, it's like, like he rode right off the set of Top Gun and right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is exists in the same cinematic universe. <laughs> oh, the Top Gun has cinematic to, universe. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is Days of Thunder recapped. When we come back, we'll talk about some of our favorite random moments, like this daredevil stunt from Nicole Kidman. Uh, maybe some of our favorite <laughs> quotes, and we'll rate this thing.
Back with no breaks, we just recap the plot of 1990s <laughs> Days of Thunder. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about some of our favorite random moments and give this thing a rating. Graydon, get us started by telling me about Nicole Kidman jumping out of a car at 80 plus miles per hour. Yeah, wait, okay, so, but I actually forget <laughs> what happened. How did they get into this scenario where they're in, the, are they in a taxi? No, uh... Tom Cruise is dropping her off at the hotel. They're yeah. in the driveway of the hotel. Okay. Cabby behind them starts getting oh. annoyed, impatient, honking the horn. Tom Cruise then backs his car into the taxi. cab. Right. That's it's, why I have taxi written and then the I was cab- trying to remember why, I, why did I have that written down <laughs> in right. my notes. And the cab driver uh, flees. Basically flees, right? Like yeah. is like, well, and and maybe understandably, yeah. It's like there's a sociopath in front of me, so I'm going to flee. And Tom Cruise chases the cab driver. Nicole Kidman Double demands to get out of the car. Reasonable, a reasonable, a reasonable de- request. Demand, yes. At this time, uh, yeah. And then she she appears to open the door when the car is going very fast. Very fast. But then they cut to her getting out of the car when it's completely stopped. But yeah, she was getting out of that car and it was it was going fast. <laughs> can I can skating. I just be honest with you? Yeah, this is a favorite random moment of mine. And you know what this also is? A deal breaker. <laughs> like right. in my relationship. Like this is this sort of incident when dating someone. I mean, this might be a deal breaker in my marriage, it might be a deal breaker in anything, but certainly if you were just dating somebody and they pulled something like this, I would be like, I think we need to see other people. Yeah. Yeah. No, a red well, flag I mean, at the very met. least. Uh, I I think a, a big red stop sign. Yeah. I don't uh, I, I I mean uh, Nicole Kidman's character does not have the best judgment. She's a neurosurgeon, right? Or she right. is a nerd. She's a brain doctor. She's a brain doctor. But we see her within ten minutes of meeting her. She's on the back of a motorcycle with no helmet on. There, there's no <laughs> yeah. brain doctor that would ever. ever no. I don't know any doctor that would even ride a motorcycle, let alone no. without a helmet. I mean, yeah, forget it. Agreed. And like he basically, you know, he he commits something approximating sexual assault yes. when they first meet right. and she proceeds to like him anyways yeah. again then he tracks down her a home deal address. breaker <laughs> yeah he stalks her deal breaker yeah, he think, goes into yeah. it has a crazy road rage incident and endangers her as he attempts to like run down a taxi driver who had been honking at him deal breaker i mean there are so many deal breakers yeah. out there <laughs> nicole you should have known no, no, no. My favorite, uh, my favorite Nicole Kidman line in this one is uh, when, uh, I guess it's when Cole's having trouble with his vision, right? And they're like, eh, just tell him it's a concussion. <laughs> like, just, tell, like, just tell him whatever. <laughs> I can't see. Just tell him it's a concussion. It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, concussions don't matter. Yeah. yeah. Another, another terrible decision by her character was to wear a completely crisp white pantsuit to a NASCAR race. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) the whitest suit I've ever seen on a person. She's luminous. And then, you know, and I obviously is there so that she can be next to Tom, who's covered in soot. Not the only instance in which there's a suit makes an unexpected appearance because I also noted that when Cole visits Rowdy in the hospital, he's also in a suit for some reason he's in a suit with no tie. Yeah. And like a, and I was kind of like but why? Like why this suit? And like suit. it's like not on brand. It's not in character. No. Like it's not like where did the suit come from and why? It's not it's like it's totally out of character. That's a good point. A random, <laughs> just a random suit. Yeah, it was a totally random suit. Yeah. I think they they were just like he's been wearing too many jean jackets. Got to get him in something fancy here. In this movie, I would go so far as to claim there is there is no such thing as too many jean jackets <laughs> in a movie like this. Uh, another good scene was I, I forget which race it's after, but uh, Cole brings his car back. It's completely destroyed except for one panel. One panel is fine. John C. Riley's character Buck Bretherton in one of his rare lines in the movie is like, "Oh look, one panel. We don't have to fix." So then Robert Duvall just kicks it and says, hey, don't want you getting soft on me. <laughs> Great stuff. I thought John that was funny. C. Riley, also pretty early career. Yeah, oh, appearance. yeah, yeah. Very early career appearance. He's got a bit of a Robert Duvall where he still looks 
he looks the same age in this movie. As Robert Duvall, yeah. Margot Martindale, <laughs> uh, you know, John oh. C. Riley, Tom Cruise. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Tom, a lot yeah. of people who like kind of for the last 30 years have looked the same. That's a great yeah. call. <laughs> yeah. You got anything else, JD? Any other random moments? Uh, you know, um, I always notice when a tall actor actress is next to a short actor. Nicole Kidman is only wearing flats in this movie, ever. And a few Apple boxes were used. Um, same thing with Top Gun, to Kelly McGillis and Tom Cruise. Because so, he's pretty short. He's, right? he's a short guy, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, which you know what I say? Let let him be short and let. Let the woman be tall. Why not? Let's normalize this. A hundred percent. Agree to agree. Yeah. Could not agree more. Let I mean, it, It's fine. Yes. It shows confidence on both their parts. Agree. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Uh, I also love uh, nobody can ever be on the phone in Hollywood. You know, just be on the phone. There's always something like there's two times that I can think of that Tom Cruise is on the phone. Once is when he meets Russ for the first time. So he's trying to talk on the phone and something else is happening. Sure. And then the second time is when he's talking to Nicole Kidman f- for the first time on the phone. And he's in an office that everybody seems to want to get into, right? Like the door is closed and the guy wants a coffee and he has to make the coffee for him. You can't have – in Hollywood, you, in, back then in movies, you couldn't have anyone just straight up talking on the phone. It uh-huh. had to be – Action happening at all times. You guys notice this? Uh, yeah, it's for sure. It's a good sure. call, yeah. For sure. It's a good call. It's definitely weird, yes. Yeah. Like, this is going to be so boring, people just talking. Put some stuff happening in the background. Yeah, exactly. Have them doing something. we got to be moving at all times. And then my final note is just the, I know it's NASCAR, but goddamn, the product placement in this <laughs> was hilarious. The be- <gasps> The best was... The massive Coke machine in their office that ta- literally takes up a third of the screen. <laughs> it's just the Coke logo, a lit Coke logo, just staring you right at the face while, uh, was it uh, Randy Quaid is saying, we look like a, a monkey fucked a, a, <laughs> a football. <laughs> football. <Yeah. laughs> like, uh, That's amazing. pretty funny because he's, like, he's complaining about the sponsors being there too. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember this movie, like I do remember the marketing of it. From being a little kid, because I feel like there were like you could get Hardy's like Days of Thunder cups and that kind of stuff. This is no doubt where I learned what Mellow Yellow even was. Okay, as the uh, the Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But I didn't. Enjoy, did you drink Mellow Yellow as a kid? I did. Probably, but I mean, I would say Mountain Dew more often. Yeah, I definitely drink Mountain Dew more often. Yeah. The only other thing that note that I have, if before we go to our ratings here, is I I I just want to say I had a note that. The music slaps, and then Hans Zimmer. <laughs> Hans Zimmer kills. I think he's firing on all cylinders here. Yeah, you know, a, I, 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 th- I, like I think too. the soundtrack worked. For there's me. a little, there's a little like '80s rockish to me at some points, oh, but yeah. in general. But I, I mean, like that's. It, yeah. But I was, I liked that. Fact. Yes, I felt appropriate. It's because it is part of the broader Top Gun cinematic universe. It all has the same like ambient music, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, you know, in that whole world. So. I what, like a, what a career he went on to have Hans Zimmer. Like just I never would have guessed that he would have the composer career that he went on to have. Like he's still working today on the biggest. Yeah, yeah what are his ba- what are his number his bangers? Let's go. Like what are his Well, top? he does all the Nolan stuff, I think. <laughs> he does uh wow. he does yeah. all the like superhero stuff, like all that Nolan, stuff. Like yeah. he's the John Williams of our time, I think. Wow. Wow. I would say. Wow. That you're I mean, these are you're not wrong. I mean, this is serious stuff. He did Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Woo. He's and doing boss what baby. the John He did both the boss babies. James Bond movies. Dune. He, he, does, he does literally everything. He did yeah. both the boss babies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did family business and the OG. It's crazy, man. Wow. Hans Zimmer's really out here. I liked uh I really like how, how all of the driver names are just porn star names. <laughs> Rowdy Burns, Harry Hogg. Cole Trickle, Buck Bretherton, and Big John. Come yeah. on. like the, yeah. Those are some sexy, sexy names. I Harry Hogg is Harry, a little Harry too on the nose. Yeah. I was just laughing when they said, <laughs> why Hogg? Why Hogg would you choose? Mm. It's a last name. People got Harry Holmes. 
People got the Howard last name Hogg. Holmes is a big porn name. Yeah, uh, I know John JD. Holmes. I know. I know. Maybe maybe Harry it's Hogg, maybe bro. it's a, a tribute to Boss Hog from Dukes of Hazard. Okay. Uh, okay, I like that argument. I, I do mean, like that it argument. feels plausible at the yeah. very least. Yeah, <laughs> Hog feels very southern. In I'll fact, agree on a little that surprised one. we didn't have a more explicit Dukes of Hazard reference at some point. Yeah, you know, they also love the Confederate car with the confederate flag hood or something like that uh i'll also say the styling i thought in this movie was awesome like i think everybody looks perfect and it's very much of its time it looks like the 90s the hats are very tall very tall got denim jackets everywhere yeah we got work jackets everywhere i feel like they also gave robert duvall a different hat in every single scene like (laughs) which i love i love like as a guy just walking out the door grab a hat has a lot of different hats and throwing on a different hat i I thought that was very cool and then then the cast is legitimately great here tom cruise robert duvall nicole kidman michael rooker is rowdy burns who has become a great character actor and then john c Riley and carrie elway's there not doing all that much uh but yeah those are things i liked yeah, not to mention Fred Thompson and Margot Martin. Not to mention, not to mention so Fred Thompson. So there's and a lot Martin. of, you know, a lot of stacked. Let's rate all. this bad boy. Start with you, Graydon. What do you think? Okay. Rate it what you want. Originally, you want. I was gonna, I was gonna come in a little harsh because I was a, it was a little bit of an emotional roller coaster for me watching this, and at times I had thought I was gonna give it a very bad rating, and at other times I was, you know, I was more into it. I'm gonna go a. A, like a four out of ten. Four out of ten. Wow. I just didn't. Is that high or low to you? That's actually surprisingly low to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. I'm going. I, I'm going a little higher. Okay. I, think. I yeah. just thought it was. It was the okay. The acting. Okay. The acting good. The action. Mostly good. I thought the writing was pretty rough. I thought the screenplay sure. could, yes. could, yeah. was like was a was a pretty big weak point, and that always is a is something that that a weak screenplay is something I have a hard time getting past. It's a personal you know, thing. Well, in that case, your four makes sense because it, to me, the script and the screenplay probably like the the weakest part of this. Because I'm with yeah. you, I think like some of the performances are fine to good. I don't think there's anybody like. Super bad out there. I would have shown, you know, we could have seen some more John Z. Riley. Carrie Elway's probably could have done a little bit more. They could have gave Nicole Kidman a little bit more stuff to do as yes. well. But at least they were fine out there. But you're right. I mean, you know what's going to happen at the end of the movie when the beginning of the movie starts. So there's some yeah. clunkers dialogue-wise as well. But uh, what are you thinking, JD? I think you're going to actually give this one a pretty solid score. Yeah, like. I'm surprising myself because I agree with you. The script is god awful but i think <laughs> that the that the director and the cast and the crew pull off most of it like i wasn't i was entertained most of the time when we go back and watch these old movies i go oh god this is gonna be rough because i remember liking this movie and i remember and it's not gonna hold up i'm not saying it holds up but uh, I liked it. I had fun watching this movie. Maybe it was because the last thing we watched was Driven, which I absolutely <laughs> well, hated. So There's no two ways about yeah. it. This is meaningfully better yeah. than Driven. And I think I I think I gave Driven a negative score. Maybe it was I think bad. you said it was a zero out of a million. Yeah. I think might have been your exact joke. Might have been your exact So, but you know, I <laughs> I didn't hate it. I, I I'm gonna give this a six. Okay. I would recommend this movie. I'm right there with you. I'm uh, six of ten as well. I, we're me and you are the audience score right here. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm I'm closer to the critics. You're more score, of the critics score. As, as a bit of a, you know, a, a literary type. No, I think that I don't know. I I maybe that's it. It's like I'm I enjoyed it. I I had fun with it. It wasn't like painful to watch. But I'm just shy of recommending it, which is where I think my four. Mm, yeah, fair but, enough. I think that's a that's a totally fair, fair. But I'm with you, JD. Six, and I would recommend it. And I would I would watch this again. Like I turn on. Uh, I'm a I'm a fire stick guy, so I turn on my fire stick and I still see Driven up there as like one of my most recent purchases. I'm like, oh my, am I, gonna, am I gonna have to see the screenshot for Driven every time I turn on my TV? Sad times. This though, watchable for sure. Totally. I think the action feels like pretty real to me because they film so much stuff actually at races. The cars feel fast, like. I see a lot of stuff in reviews that are people complaining about, like, the special effects and stuff. And I'm like, what special effects? It feels like this is all real movie stuff that's happening. The only 
just blatantly unrealistic thing i think is the rental car chase yes beach scene, right. race beach scene that's where it's like okay well now we're what, what the hell's going on but it's but i would say the race scenes themselves well certainly way more realistic than driven yeah which were i think in in retrospect maybe even worse than we might have even thought we right. might have said <laughs> yes. at the time yeah, i think at the time we were maybe even being nice about those. <laughs> right? Yeah, this makes this makes Driven look so bad when you watch it. It's like it's like Driven would be the equivalent to when you just type a random string of words into one of those AI art generators <laughs> and it puts out a picture that's like kind of what you described. Right. If you put in like racing movie with big Hollywood stars and crashes, you would get Driven. Yeah. But this was actually solid. A good bad movie is what is what I call this, and that's a, that's a win for me. So okay. Fair a enough. four, a six, and a six. You had it all together. Twelve divided, 12, sixteen divided by. It's too hard to figure out. Five point. Five point something. So that's four. barely a five recommendation. Point, five point three. Barely recommended from yeah. no breaks, but <laughs> certainly recommended. And honestly, we're going to talk grading up a point. I do believe. But we want to hear from you. So let us know down below in the YouTube comments or on Twitter what you thought of uh, Days of Thunder. And we will check in, I guess, next week. We got a race coming this weekend, going we to Brazil. We do. We got we got Quali Friday, sprint, sprint race, race Saturday, race on Sunday. Three days of racing action. Three days friends. of three days of thunder. You could say three days of thunder. <laughs> that means we'll be back next week to talk about the Brazilian Grand Prix. Until then, Clipper Bros. Maybe. Yeah, I don't. No. Yeah, I mean, I hear the music in the background. I started yeah, saying me. it. That's me. Yeah. No, it's also me. <laughs> You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Be faster, be last, race fans.